Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. I mean, I remember my first training camp there, and that's when Jamal was still there. Yeah. Like, they was doing live periods. They was making Jamal get tackled. And you're like, man, it's Jamal Charles. Like, we know what he can do. Right. Coach Reed didn't care about that. He's like, and that's what made, I feel like that's what made guys play so hard for him because he don't, he don't give guys special treatments. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 33rd episode of The Sweat Room. My name is Noah Corson, alongside my co-host Bjorn Webb. We are so honored and so blessed to have you today for our episode with Jarkandrick West. Jarkandrick is a former Kansas City running back for the Chiefs. I know for if you guys know, have listened to this podcast before, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. It pains me to say that, but all jokes aside, Jarkandrick is a great guy. It was so great hearing his story and a little of his Kansas City days and just about Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith. You guys are going to love this interview. And he's just a great guy and he loves the Lord. You guys are going to love this conversation. And if you're new to our podcast, our motto is get it, got it, give it. We're always in every phase of this, always learning, always teaching, and always applying. And Chuck Kendrick's a great guy to learn from. And what I've really appreciated about this podcast is everyone has a story. It's just a little bit different platform. Last week, we just finished our high school series and I encourage you all who are new to this podcast go check that out we've interviewed professional athletes like Charkandrick to the high school athlete and like I said earlier everyone has a story it's just a little bit different platform so I encourage you to just continue just to get pen and paper out for the different guests that we have and just to be on, on the forefront of that as well and just as a reminder before we dive in make sure to subscribe rate and review the podcast I know for me if I don't subscribe to my podcast, I'm just not going to see it. So I encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share with one friend. You never know the power of sharing with one friend. And if there's any way that we can serve you as the listener better, feel free to let us know, or if there's any guests in mind, we'd love for you to reach out to us. And if you haven't followed us on social at Watermark Sports, on Instagram and Facebook, and at Twitter, it's a little bit different. It's at Sweat Room Pod. And we have a blog as well. Love for you all to check that out. we got a great team here at the Sweat room and without further ado here is our conversation with charkandrick west so today we want to welcome to the sweat room charkandrick west welcome how you doing i'm doing good how y'all doing good good so charkandrick west is a former nfl running back uh he played college football at abilene christian university and signed with the chiefs as an undrafted free agent in 2014 and then went on to play in the nfl for about five years is that all correct Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. Love it. Is there anything else that our listeners need to know about you? I'm pretty good singer, pretty good okay. dresser, pretty good dresser. Let me see. I'll tell you what, the, the, our, our listeners can't <laughs> see this, but he's got a pretty nice shoe collection sitting right behind shoe him. Shoe right collection here. behind the shoe collection, the drip. He's got it all. He's got it all. I love it. I love it. So, hey, I got to start off by asking this. So, I I am a self-proclaimed candy connoisseur, and I know I've been a, I've been a Chiefs fan for for most of my life. Um, it started back with Larry Johnson. I was a huge Penn State football okay. fan, so started with Larry Johnson, and then obviously moved up the ranks to there with some great running backs, including yourself. Um, and so, I am well aware of your affiliation with Skittles for a while and your yeah. love for them. Do you have a favorite color Skittle? Bro, so hey, y'all, it was a pack that came out. It was like a, 
green, it was a green pack, but it had like, it was a tropical flavor, tropical flavor. Mm. But the thing about Skittles, I only pick, out of every pack, I only pick certain colors. So out of like the regular pack of Skittles, I'll only, I won't eat the grape and I won't eat the yellow ones. I like <laughs> the sour Skittles. And the other, the tropical, I, I don't, I like the orange and the pink ones. I love and it. I really, I really go buy a pack of Skittles, boy, and I would legit, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you something crazy, how I eat candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show y'all something crazy so you don't think I'm joking about how to, the way I eat candy. <laughs> like, I really pick. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, man. He's, oh, yeah. He's so much candy. He's got a bowl. <laughs> what we got? Runs here? Good at first. So I picked out. The only, only thing of the runs I eat is the pink hearts. So when I get candy, I just pour it out of like a plate or a bowl or something. I just pick out the ones I like to eat. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. So, as when you during your time with the Chiefs, obviously, I'm. Our listeners know that I'm I'm from Colorado, so I, I root for the Broncos. So I remember you very well. At some times, I was a little disappointed when you guys beat beat the Broncos, but hey, that's right. That's what makes sports fun. Um, who was the best player that you played with, and why? Man, the crash a lot. That's a hard question, and I, but I have to say, you can make I mean, some I enemies say, here real quick. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of a silly question, man. I, I kind of say you say against or play with. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll start with with somebody you played with. Man, it had to be. I'm gonna give it to best football. I'm gonna give it to Tyreek Hill, man. Mm. Oh, people understand how good that kid is. He's fast. Like, I, tell you what, I I know <laughs> I've never seen him play in person, but watching on the television, you can tell that there's just a different gear, a different. Bro, it's different. I tell everybody it's that. different in person. Bro, I tell everybody that I talk to, he's different. Did you he ever outrun him? Could you say, can you claim it? <laughs> he's shaking. Bro, I don't think I've no. never met anybody that can run faster than me. They can run faster than me until I met him. It was like, wow. I'm, I'll put I put a million dollars up there. There's nobody in that field that can beat that guy running. Wow. Hey, there you Got have it. A million dollars. Take that bet. Yeah. And I know there's a couple guys in the NFL that, that think they could beat him. I'm sure they are. They may think it up here. They can think it because he's only going to run as fast as he needs to run to beat you. Yeah. Oh, man. A question I have too, Sharkandrick, and you can talk about the best player you played against too, but you were also there during the transition of Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, correct? Yes, sir. What was that like? Was it a smooth transition? Was it good? Was was Man, it was actually, it it was smooth, bro. The thing about, I'm telling you, the great thing I I liked about playing for Coach Reed and all of those guys, they never made a superstar feel like a superstar. So we all came in, Mm. no matter how good you were, we worked. Like, he made you work. They didn't treat you like uh, anybody special. Like, Pat gonna do everything that Everybody else is gonna do it. I mean, I remember my first training camp there, and this when Jamal was still there. Yeah, like they was doing live periods. They was making Jamal get tackled, and you like, man, this is Jamal Charles. Like we know what he can do, right? Coach Reed didn't care about that. He like, and that's what made. I feel like that's what made guys play so hard for him because he don't, he don't give guys special treatments. I love it. Treat everybody the same. I say, but Pat. Of course, it's a difference. But Alex was a game manager, and Pat is more of a risk taker. Pat a dude. Pat had to throw the ball behind his back between his legs in the middle of a game. You'd be like, <laughs> and it works though. It works. Yeah. So you really can't. I mean, what can you say? 
Yeah. But, oh, I love it. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun watching both those guys play. And I, I've loved this year seeing Alex Smith get back on the field and seeing him play like the last couple of weeks here. Oh, it's been crazy. Like what a, what a comeback story that is. Man. For, I mean, to, for a guy they told that he might not ever play football again uh, to come out and overcome all those obstacles, bro. That's, that's why I say Alex, man. That's one of, that's my guy. Yeah, I, yeah, should, yeah. I think I still got Alex like longest touch now. Oh really? Oh really? Against the Broncos. Oh, I remember. Hey. It. I, was, it, was it Endeavor? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that. Oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. So, yeah. so going back to a little bit of your college days, um, I was just reading a little bit about you, and it says that you transferred from a D one school to go mm-hmm. play at Abilene Christian University, which is D two. Can you talk to us about that? change like what made you make that decision man so I, I really wish i could say that i wanted to make that decision but the crazy thing is so a lot of stuff happened uh in high school i had got this random like man when i say random disease it was crazy where i woke up one morning after this football game and i literally couldn't walk couldn't move couldn't do none of this no way so it was a point in time my doctor told me like it, it, i would be lucky to ever walk again let alone play football Wow. Wow. So I uh, I missed my junior year. Well, I missed my sophomore year and some of my junior year with school. Didn't I was in hospital in and out, in and out. So I didn't get to go to school. So I missed a lot of school just for my grades. So I got back into my junior year that I was able to play my senior year. And then can't come in with the uh, signing day. I signed with Louisiana Tech. Went there, got everything, and the day, the summer that I got ready to go, they told me I didn't qualify to be a D1 athlete, so they wanted me to gray shirt. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, I don't like school enough just to go to school and not play football. <laughs> <laughs> and so the crazy thing is how I ended up at Abilene, I'm caught, one of my coaches was calling around looking for somewhere for me to go play because I'm telling them, man, I'm not going to school and not playing football. So a, a guy at Abilene, it was Abilene and Harden, it wasn't Harden Simmons. It was a, a school called Harden up in Arkansas somewhere. It was like, this was a Thursday night. They was like, you got to be here by the next morning to play. So it's Thursday night. Me and my parents are having to pack all my stuff. And they drove to Abilene and just dropped me off. It was like seven hours away. Oh, my goodness. I never, ever left Louisiana. Wow. So they dropped me off and they left. When I tell my mama's boy, I, I, like, I call my mama at least 15 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> So when I got there, I legit want, I sat in my dorm and cried for a week. I wanted to quit. And I got legit was like, you know, I'm good on football. I want to just go home. <laughs> but I finally met some guys and, and man, I ended up Abilene being the best place for me. That's it ended up being a real good place for me. Wow. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. I did not know that about that. Yeah, man. Or whatever in college and yeah. So I'm saying so it's a story, man. That she's actually did a story. I had to look it up. It's uh, on YouTube. He did like a, a short story, and just telling about it. And I was in and out of hospital. It was crazy. Wow. It was, it was, it so was crazy. You talked about Alex Smith's recovery. Well, yours is not the yeah, same. Yeah, similar. Yeah. It's a similar kind yeah. of thing where one day you're told, "Hey, you may never play football again." Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's powerful. So, yeah, Sharkandrick, we're we're so glad that you're on this podcast. It's it's, it's a sports and faith it, podcast, and yeah, we'd love to hear just a little of what role does your faith play in your life, and what's a little of your faith journey. Oh man, like I said, without faith, I, I feel like I wouldn't be here. And I'm a guy that's wake up, man. I'm a, I'm a 
my faith is is, is outstanding because like nothing will be possible without God or just even believing in it. Mm. Because like I said, I was told as a 16 year old kid that I mean, how, how can and I and I have our respect in the world for doctors, but I feel like if you don't have faith and a strong mindset, a lot of diseases and a lot of things that give these people or diagnose these people with. It's more of a mental thing if you stop believing or feel like you let it take over, then your body starts to believe that you start to feel like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you told a 16-year-old kid that he'll never play football again or he'll never walk. And I don't care what he said. I know God had me and my mom kept me there. And I knew that if I kept working and working, that I would be able to do what I wanted to do one day. And I just never let that mindset change. I kept my faith. In. And it kind of and it worked out. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So what, like, were there times, like, especially in high school, when you went through that real adversity, that tough time, were there times where you like doubted God and uh, were mad and angry? Like, did you go through some of that? Man, of course. And it's the crazy thing. It was, it was times that I wanted to give up. It was times that I was going like, man, why me? Why is this happening? But, and that's why I had my mom. She, she kept me grounded. She kept me where I had to just keep, Keep, I mean, keep faith just to not give up. And it was, it was hard just to not, I'm telling you, to wake up every day, every day, knowing I'm missing school, I'm missing high school, I'm missing hanging out with my friends. Just a lot of stuff that I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know that, you know, for me, watching the Chiefs, watching you play, seeing you, you know, from time to time, I, I can't help but recognize that you're one of the, one of the happiest, most joy-filled, like, just people to be around like even just like on here with you it's just like man I just, it just like radiates off you can you talk like like why are you so happy like what where does that joy come from man like i said i've been laying in and not a hospital bed so nowhere man I, i'm lucky to be here and that's why i tell people every day don't take life for granted mm-hmm. because i mean it's always somebody going through something worse than what we could be possibly feeling right now I mean, we're able to talk. We're able to be on here with each other, even if you it can be something going wrong in your life. So I, I just sure. I try to look at life, man, without a the negative. I, I I block out the negative and just try to come up. Like I, I tell nobody, nothing's gonna steal my joy. I don't care what you can come to me with, and I don't want <laughs> if something happy. I don't want to go away being mad or sad at somebody. I want to be smiling and happy. Yes, sir. To I just, love it. To just uh, that's when somebody asks me how am I doing, I say, man, if I'm breathing, I'm happy. There's a, a lot of people that woke up the day. They, I mean, I woke up because they can't woke up dead, but it's a lot of people that didn't wake up the day. Mm. And so, I mean, I feel like we we win in a little more than they won. So if I just take it, I, I, I'm stressed. I try to just take everything day by day, minute by minute. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, it's, it's a good reminder. Every, every day is a blessing to have. Every day yeah. is a blessing, man. And I think oftentimes we overlook that, you know, especially being, you know, just to follow Jesus and stuff like that. So for you, who has been some of the most influential people in your life um, and have just really poured into you? So I, I, I would first have to start to say with my mom, my dad, and then my, just my family, first of all. But then I had a, uh, I had a mentor that really put me in football. He actually passed away. It was kind of crazy. Mm. He passed away the day that I uh, signed with the Chiefs. Wow. Mm. So, and he was my little football mentor. He, he, it was everything. So his name was Dante. And, and so him, and then I honestly say going to Abilene Christian 
really helped me learn more about God and just help my faith and help my strength grow. And because it was it, it was a lot, I didn't. I was going to church and but going to Abilene and taking Bible classes just taught me a lot and how to understand the Bible and how to understand faith and. Mm-hmm. And just the love, man. I say just love. Try to spread love instead of hate. And that's what's wrong with the world now. Everybody is hating on each other. And so if we could all come together and love, it'll be a good world. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. Man, that, that's, that's such a good word. Ah, man, I can't imagine what... I mean, I can't imagine how good... The world is good, but I can't imagine how it good is. it would be if people just loved each other. And love like each other, Like going to the grocery store and you just say, excuse me, pardon me, instead of, you know, pushing something. Like... Come on. Man, I do that every day, and, and, and I walk past people, and I'm like, I say, excuse me, or yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, and people be like, you don't have to do that. I'm like, it's a respect. If everybody respected each other and respected their opinion, we'll be fine. Because just because you think one way and I think another way don't mean that we don't have to get along or not like each other. Mm-hmm. We can agree to not, to disagree and still be friends. But a lot of people feel like if we come to a disagreement, we hate each other. Mm-hmm. And it was a crazy, because my mom always taught us to... You, nothing on this world you should ever say hate I can't like I, I might not like something but never say I hate something mm-hmm. don't hate like I should never you should never hate it shouldn't be any hate in your heart mm-hmm. and I, you, you talked a little about your time at uh, Abilene um, is there a favorite Bible verse that you have maybe that came from there or maybe that's a life verse for you so man the Lord's prayer is one thing I learned when I went to to Abilene Christian. I actually I got it tattooed on my arm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like look at that. Oh, there it is. That's a sweet tattoo. Yeah. And I got it, man. That, that prayer got me through a lot of things. And I would it's crazy. So I said every night before I go to bed, it's one of the prayers that I just mm. I say. So the Lord's prayer is one of my favorites. Mm, that's that's, that's a good one. That's that's so good. And it's um, crazy because most teams say it after the football games. I was like, man. When I got the like the NFL, we would always say it. I was like, "Man, that's cool. Mm. That's cool." So, were there, uh, you know, were there were there a lot of other believers and Christians in the locker room when you played with the Chiefs? Man, it was actually. You know, you always have your guys that believe in this and believe in that, but it, it was it was a lot of guys. We would, when, when it was time to pray and come together, we would always come together, and I feel like that's why. Coach Reed is having so much success with that team because they come together. They don't ever, you don't ever see a lot of guys getting into it on the sideline and they're having fun. Mm. But they're believing in God and they're believing in themselves. And Coach Reed is a believer himself. Mm. And you have to have that faith. But you have to have faith to walk through life in general. Or it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough life. It's be dark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be like you say, it's gonna be a dark life. People are walking trying to live life by themselves and not living by faith, and it's gonna be mm. hard to do that. Yeah. So, so speaking of coach Reed and the chiefs a little bit, something that was intriguing to me, um, was, you know, following, following the chiefs a little while back when there was the whole, the whole scandal with Kareem hunt that came out and seeing the way that Andy Reed and the chiefs organization handled that. Um, and then knowing that I believe they signed you shortly after and you came in, what, what was it like coming into a locker room that basically just lost one of their stars what, what, and, and was has, like? what was the locker room like? Man, it was down. And it, it was crazy. I, I felt like they brought me more back for energy purpose than more of a to play, honestly. I mean, it was just more to be around. And you can kind of tell it. Was Spread that of, joy. 
Yeah, so we came back in and we got it back on track. And the crazy, I thought that was gonna be a crazy story, man. We, I thought it was gonna come back and win the Super Bowl. Man, I was for sure retired, and then I was never playing again. <laughs> so we, um, it, I mean, of course, it was down. A guy that was a great, I mean, Kareem was a great football player, and I'm so glad to see that his his career is back on track. Just a young guy that just made a mistake, and then, I mean, he, like I said, he believed, and I'm glad he got another chance to to prove that that he can be a good football player, he can be a better man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad he was able to get that get that yeah. chance, and and to see that he's making the most of it. Like making he's had most a good of it, season like, this year. He's doing well. Man, I'm telling you, he got to be one of the hands. One of the best running backs out. He's so strong, bro. He is hard to tackle. Huge Oh my god! <laughs> I see him break tackles, and he's like, "No way!" He just broke that and jumping over people. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So for you, you had an awesome career. Mm-hmm. Frustrating for me at times to watch, but that's all right. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> hey, you won your Super Bowl. Hey, they got the you, Super Bowl. Yeah, you got the Super Bowl that year, so you you came yeah. out on top. Yeah. That's that's true. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so for you, what do you plan on doing next uh, now that you're done with football? Man, the sky's the limit, man, because I feel like if I put my mind to it, I, I can do whatever, but I kind of got into, like, uh, so right now I've been working with the wind and solar energy, just trying to make the world a safer earth. Mm, cool. Definitely. So I've been doing that, yeah, trying to, because I feel like if you put your mind to it, man, you can do anything, so I'm just going to step that. out and go into another career, try to seed in that and... See what else life got in store for yeah, me. Yeah, and, and see, see what happens next. No, that's that's so cool. So, Dirk Kendrick, it Devin White is your cousin. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I, like so I want to talk about Devin a little bit because he's been he's been lighting up the league last year, this year, and dare I say, like, so I got a question to ask you: Will he be or is he the best linebacker in the league right now? Right now, he is basically. Right now, he's <laughs> the best. Name somebody better than him right now. <laughs> Wow. Well, I, I, you know, we're, we're in Buffalo, New York. And so this year it's not a great year, but last year I would have said Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. Cause we're, Tremaine. you know, we're, we're like two miles from the bill stadium right now. And Tremaine is good young player. Now this year he hasn't, I wouldn't say he hasn't produced the way that Devin has. So mm-hmm. I can't make an argument for that now, but you're right. There's there's not a lot of Bro, people out there, he, especially that duo. Him and Levante David. Oh my god, filthy. that's that's what I'm saying. That oh is kind of cheating over there, cheating. I'm, Nobody. I know. <laughs> I know. That's I haven't oh. seen the linebacking core really since Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. That's that's the only, and that's a great comparison. That's yeah. a great comparison. But they faster. They are. Yeah. Oh, they faster. I'll tell you what. That's that's a Madden defense I want to use right there. Right there. That's what I played with a man. Do you have Hold any on, you stories guys. as kids being together with the two of you? Bro, you guys ever so play like, first, like football together? The first of all, he's been that same size since he was probably seven years old. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you, God, I can show you. I pictures from right from way back. He's been that big <laughs> for so long. No, he's been that big for so long. That's oh man! Because uh, you know he played running in high school. He was, a, he was a running back until he got to LSU. Really. Yes, he I, well, if he's been that big, I'm oh sure nobody could gosh. tackle him. Bro, nobody. He would have like 500 yards a game. Oh. <laughs> it was, it was, he was like a giant just running around with kids. Wild. But oh. so fast, too. 
That is so funny. Yeah, I, I always like wonder that because uh, one of my teammates in high school, he plays for the Chargers right now, Kalen Balage. Okay. He was okay, we played right. we played football together up through high school, and I'm like in fifth grade, he's just grown. You know, Bro. there's just some people that are just like you just, know, it just hit different, right? <laughs> so yeah, you just know that some are different. So yeah, so do you, do you think the Bucks are going to take the Super Bowl this year with Brady down there? See, you ain't gonna get me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Well, I'm, okay, so I'm gonna give you five. Well, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna say cheese. It's gonna be the cheese, the books, Seattle. Can't count the Steelers. Can't count the Steelers and Boston. Yeah, I like it. Who else? They're my top five right now. See now, being from Buffalo, it hurts that you just said the Seahawks. Oh, and I, I know the, the Bills. Hey, the Bills. I know <laughs> the Bills. We gave them some work hey, on Sunday. Hey, seriously, the Bills. I, I actually got there that I said, man, when did the Bills get so good? Like, what's that guy going on? Under the radar. Diggs is bringing that swagger to that offense. They, they, who, they, who, what's going on over there? I promise the guy. I said, I said, man, when did the Bills? What's because the, they record like with eight and one. Yeah. Uh, they're two losses. Two, two losses. They so lost seven and two. They lost to respectable teams though, the Titans and the Chiefs. The Titans. Yeah, there it is. That's the that was the fifth one, Bjorn. See, that's the honesty. That's what we need. The Titans, bro. I mean Derrick Henry, bro. It's like they, I didn't see he you said many yards he got him and Devin oh, Cook. Henry, yeah. I, I swear he, Henry, he hasn't right. stopped growing. He hasn't stopped growing, man. That no, he that's not fair. I, or Josh Animal. Norman, he he got destroyed. I know. I'm sorry. It's it's tough to, to bring up in Buffalo, but that was that was still like that was vintage Derrick Henry right there. Oh man, so. I didn't even know Josh Norman was playing for the Bills until that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's on, I think he's on IR now, so he's not playing but, anymore. I don't but. blame him. <laughs> He's hiding. Man. He's hiding. He's hiding. He ducked out. Waiting for that to blow over. <laughs> man, he had that. But I got I me. Mean, what, what do you expect? He, he he's what? How, how big is Derrick Henry? I I don't know. He's, he's a big man. Big man, man I mean, bro. that's what that's what happens when you try, when you don't go down low. Like <laughs> you gotta you, take you out his legs because he's gonna run right through you. I I love Ocho Cinco's comparison of he's like this man's he he was pretty much calling him a freight train. He's like he's listed at two fifty, but he should be two eighty. Like at least well, he's way bigger than two fifty. He's bigger <laughs> than two fifty. I promise he's bigger than two fifty. Yeah. So Sharkandrick, a question. Another question I have for you. Do you think you'll ever come back? Man, nah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I had those concussions, man. I would love to. Like I said, I still work out every day, like I can go play. Yeah. I'll go run. But I don't think I'm just gonna give it up and walk away from it. Yeah. Good for I you. Want to. Yeah, man. I say I found the thing is, I said I had I did things that I they didn't even know. I mean, I was they said I couldn't do, they said I wasn't gonna play football. So I feel like I and I enjoy every minute of being in that field because, like I said, it was a dream as a kid to just make it play. I mean, the, the way it happened, it, it was – I got to become best friends with Jamal Charles, a lot of these guys, and it's like mm. – I mean, even Von. Von, one of my guys, man. Me and Von did a lot of things together. Oh, I love that. It's my guy. <laughs> and to, to, like I said, to me and, and to be in this position, it just set me up for afterlife. And right. To always be a part of I me. Mean, it's not a lot, of, a lot of guys that get to be a part of the NFL or even score touchdowns. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I ain't gonna say satisfied, but I'm happy with with life. I didn't, I never planned on playing forever. Yeah, for sure. I just that's so, cool. so I are you? I know that 
Devin is a big horseback rider and we've got Ed Oliver here in Buffalo. And I know they're good buddies and they ride horse all the time. Do you ride horses too? I would never, ever get close to horses. <laughs> Cause I know in Buffalo, we see Ed Oliver riding down the street on a horse. Bro, him and Devin be down there in the we front, bro. I would never in my life get on a horse. I told him, I don't want, I don't want to get on nothing that's faster than me. <laughs> yeah, there you oh, go. Legs. Oh, Cause you get kicked by a horse is over with. <laughs> oh man, that that's funny. I I think I, I rode a horse once when I was like I was maybe 13, like at a birthday party or something. <laughs> Never been close to one, bro. <sighs> I'm not getting close to horse. Has, De- has Devin <laughs> tried to get you on one? Yes. <laughs> not doing it. Hey, stay strong there. Any uh, yeah. any final remarks? Just like good word, encouraging thoughts for our listeners as we wrap up here today. Man, I, I always live by this thing. I would say, man, no dream is too big. If anybody listening and following, I feel like anything that you feel like you can do, I think people forget how powerful the mind is, bro. If you put your mind to something, it, it, I really, I'm going to believe that it can happen. You put your faith mm. in mind and God. I feel like anything, because a lot of people think, I, I promise I'm not saying everything that I said I was going to do, I wanted to do, I, it happened. Mm. So I feel like if you put your brain to it and block out all the negative energy, it can. It might not happen pretty, but it can get there. Mm. It can get so if you there, put bro. your mind to it, you can eat those banana runs. If it comes down to it, if it comes down to it, I had to eat them sometimes. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. that's good. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. It was a pleasure talking to you today. I appreciate you guys, um, man. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate what you guys got going. Oh, thanks so much for joining us today, Chuck Kendrick. It was an honor, blessing to have you on there. Ton of fun. Just talk to him. Noah, what were some of your thoughts and reflections on that interview? Yeah, it was fun to talk to a former Kansas City running back. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. <laughs> when he was talking about even when he had his longest touchdown run with Alex Smith, I was yeah. like, I remember that. It was a cold day in Denver, and <laughs> there goes Chuck Kendrick. So. Noah may have had tears that day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When he was there most of the time, Denver had their Super Bowl, and that's okay. Chiefs have theirs now, so it's fine. I still can't stand the Chiefs, but as long as we can both agree on the Raiders never getting a ring, then it's great. Yeah, right. screw the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so if we have somebody from the Raiders in the future, I don't really apologize. For that so <laughs> we'll say it to their face. <laughs> I totally will say that to their face. But yeah, it was great to hear. Just it was a fun interview. That's probably one of the more fun ones we've had. Even when you guys were talking about the runs and stuff like yeah. that, he's very nitpicky. <laughs> But, yeah, I think some takeaways I took took away from that was he's just, like you said, he's a really joy-filled guy. He's got a ton of energy. He's a lot of fun just to be around. Um, and something I really love that he talked about was just something as simple as the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. that he put, he incorporates that in his life. Um, and then the way he finished, he just said, no dream is too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. I think that's a reminder. I, I know we, we finished our high school series not too long ago, and one of our athletes said, said something similar. If, if you're doing something that you don't love, why are you doing it? Mm. Um, and, and that just really resonates with me from the high school series to this guy's a professional athlete. The message is the same. Chase, yeah. chase the dream, you know, yeah. whatever yeah. that is. So that was, that was great to hear. It's, it's so good. And, you know, talking about... <laughs> Talking about the joy that he has mm. is something that it, it was infectious. Like it was, it, he's an infectious personality, and you guys probably tell, like, listen, and like this was a lively, upbeat conversation. Um, 
but he knows that that's one of his strong points. Like yeah. he knows that he is this happy-go-lucky, joyful, energetic personality. And he even mentioned, like, you know, we we're talking about okay, Kareem Hunt gets released from the team. They bring you back in the locker room. Right. What's it like? And and he even said that he knew his role. He's like, I don't think they brought me back to be, you know, a starting running back or anything like that because they had, you know, Spencer Ware and Damian Williams mm-hmm. and these other guys that, you know, could be could handle more the brunt of the carries. Right. Like, I think I came back for the locker room just to be a light mm-hmm. in that darkness, to be that joy when maybe there was sorrow. Right. Um, and it takes some maturity to really know your role where right. a lot of guys coming back just being signed after starting running back is like, oh, might be thinking they're bringing me back to carry the ball 15, <laughs> 20 times a night. And it's right. like, he knew that oh, maybe that's not my role. Yeah. Maybe my role is just to encourage and uplift and support. Mm. Um, and I love that because that everyone has a role on a team, and whether it's the starting, you know, Patrick Mahomes starting $500 million contract quarterback (laughs) or whether it's the, you know, the Reed Ferguson, the long snapper who starts and and gets paid, but their role is kind of flying under the radar a little bit and try not to be seen and try not to mess up and do your job. But even somebody like Reed, you could tell that matters. He's one of the captains of that team, you know? Yeah. And so so he recognized, even Reed, he recognized his role is bigger than the long snapper. It's okay. It's leadership. It's encouragement. It's, you know, providing mental for some younger players mm. and, and all of that. So I love that. Totally. The other thing he talked about was just the importance of the mind. Mm. And you, you, you mentioned it, you know, believing that you can do something and setting your mind on something bigger. Um, but having a positive attitude mm. can really transform one's outlook on life. Absolutely. It's when things happen and you can think of all the good that can come of that man, that can transform your day. Right. Instead of focusing on the negative, focusing on these, all these bad things, you have this positive attitude and, and it, it really does. It makes a huge difference. And I, I truly believe that comes from an inner place of, of peace. As we talked about last night at our Bible study yeah, that's true. of knowing that God is Lord. Mm. And when you can know that and really believe that with your heart, that can give you that peace inside to say, oh, this circumstance may have happened and this may have happened, but God is still good. Yeah. And I'm still living today. And and Pastor Ken, our lead pastor here at Watermark Wesleyan Church, he said last night, I truly believe that today is the best day mm. and tomorrow will be better. Mm. Tomorrow so will be. And so having that outlook of not saying, oh, this, that, the other thing, 2020, it's hard to do this. Right. But keeping that positive outlook of, yeah, tomorrow can be better than today. Mm. If And if we believe it can happen, then that will, that's the first step in making it happen. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I think it, it was just a fun interview. And I loved hearing even just the stories about Coach Andy Reid. You know, he's so, such a good coach. Yeah. As much as I can't stay in the Chiefs, there he's an incredible <laughs> coach. Patrick Mahomes is amazing QB. It's great hearing those transition stories, but can you imagine Devin White and Charkandrick West at the same Little League team? <laughs> no way. That U11 Little League football <laughs> team? Oh, man. Oh, Watch my goodness. Out. <laughs> uh, the way he was describing Devin, especially as a kid, I'm like, yep, I could see that. The guy's huge. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, I love it when he was saying, I was like, hey, has Devin ever tried to get you on a horse? Because, you know, Devin loves riding right. horses. 
tires and stuff. And he's like, no way. <laughs> I love it. He's uh, like, I'll never get on something that's faster than me. We'll have to get Devin White and Ed Oliver together one of these times. Oh, probably that'd, be, be good that'd be a riot. That'd be a riot. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great interview for you. Thanks for joining us today, Chuck Andrick. Thanks for stopping by, Chuck Andrick. Such a fun, fun interview. I know for me, I don't love the Chiefs, but hey, I like you, man. You're great to have on the podcast. Next week, we are going doing a few weeks of wrestling, both around the WWE world and Olympics. So next week, we are featuring the Brickster. His name is Ricky Perillo, but his wrestling name is the Brickster, and it's a fascinating conversation. Here's an excerpt. Being a wrestler is demanding because there's no off time. You're constantly wrestling. You're constantly telling these stories. You have to be able to think while you're on your feet, be in shape to do it, while do everything safely, while looking good doing it, mm-hmm. while doing it the right way, while making sure you do what you call. Like, there's just so many processes to it. Thanks for listening to the Sweat Room Sports and Faith Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to stay connected with us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watermark Sports, on Twitter at Sweat Room Pod, and our new blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog. Until next time, get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. 